and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. And today we are talking about season three, episode eight, entitled The Worst Day Since Yesterday, which, fun fact, is a song by Flogging Molly. I know that I know, band. I know uh-huh. that one. Yep. yep. Interesting. So, yes. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. And not in the interesting way we tell you, Jesse. It's fine. No, just like a legitimately, like, odd band choice compared to all of the other bands mm-hmm. that they get their yes. song titles, their show titles from. But. Yes. So anyway, we open with some young children running through the streets of Tree Hill, very excited because it is the first basketball game of the season. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all very excited. (laughs) Businesses are decorating. Karen is out decorating the front of the cafe and her neighboring business. The guy comes out and says, it's a great day to be a kid, isn't it? And Karen nods yes. And it's a hard cut to Brooke Davis crying on her couch with Haley and Peyton <laughs> trying to comfort her. Because yes, it's a great day to be a kid. Unless you're <laughs> So great. And what a nice Chris reminder Keller. that these high schoolers are in fact still children. They are <laughs> still children. Yes. yes. It's a great day to be a child unless you don't have any parents in your <laughs> in yeah. the direct vicinity yep. to uh, steer your behavior. Yes. Um, I've decided executive decision uh, that I will forget by the time we recap season three. Um, the Ravens mascot is my new favorite character of the, from this show. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I will forget by the time we recap and you ask me who my favorite secondary character is uh okay. so i'm going to answer that right now and tell you that it's the raven's mascot <laughs> the raven's mascot okay yes. okay he's done a lot this year though so he's far i mean doing the most <laughs> he, he got in the fight with peyton he got punched you know? by a cheerleader he threw confetti in karen's face he's yep. doing it he yeah. did a run and slide before the game started today yep. like yep Yep, he's doing he's the most. He's living his best life. He's, he's doing really the most. He's doing. I, the most. I do like to believe that Jake is still in there. Okay. Somehow. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Right. Jesse, great. So yes, Brooke is in tears, and Haley and Peyton are trying to really not only comfort her but understand what the hell happened. Yeah. And Brooke really doesn't know either because Haley was like. But I thought he was on his way out. And she was like, well, he was. But then he went to the bathroom and he came out and he he kept saying that my designs were so inspired. And he, he charmed the pants right off her, literally. And Haley goes, did Chris Keller really say inspired? And she said, no, I guess he pre- he said something like made his pants tight. Yeah, her shirt. I wrote shirts. it down because it made me laugh. <laughs> he said, um. He said that my shirts make his fa- his pants feel tight. <laughs> yep, yep. And then Haley even goes, D- "Did he? Did he sing to you?" And Brooke, <laughs> Brooke just breaks answer. down. She She's just, goes, "Oh God." God. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Lucas won't even take her calls, but she w- she refuses to leave a sappy apology message because that's just extra pathetic and looks right at Haley. And Haley's like, "Well, fuck me. Thank you very much." <laughs> and, yeah, but then there's a knock at the door and Brooke goes, oh, maybe it's Lucas, you know, in her brain. And she she opens the door and, and no, it's Chris Keller who came back with donuts. 
And yeah, the girls just take the donuts and shut the door on his face. Yes, as they should. As they should. As they should. Yes, yes, yes. And speaking of Lucas, he's out for a run. And just as he gets home, he stops right in front of the red door that he painted for Brooke at his house. And he's, yeah, boy's upset. (laughs) Fine. Uh, Yeah. I guess I didn't realize. This is me being a fucking idiot, ready? I just thought his door was already red. I didn't realize the grand gesture of letting Brooke live in his room included painting his ill-advised outside door red. I I thought it was already red. Yep, because Brooke always liked being the girl behind the red door. Right. No, I, I remember that plot point, but I just thought he goes, hey, I got a red door. Why don't move behind this one? Not quite. Not quite. (laughs) Close, but no. No. So, yeah. So Peyton, to take Brooke's mind off things for a little bit, takes her out for a walk to help her clear her head and everything. And and Brooke thinks that she's royally screwed up everything with Lucas, that he's never going to talk to her again. Um, But and she possibly couldn't talk to him, you know, and and face her feelings or anything like that. But but Peyton could. So she cons Peyton into calling or talking to Lucas. Sure. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? So far, that's the most high school thing that's happened on this show. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, <But> my favorite. <laughs> the guy I like is mad at me, but you guys are friends. Can you talk to him for me? Right, right, right. My favorite one that is, though, is Brooke goes, well, at least I still have my clothes. And Peyton just goes, bet you wish you could have said that last night. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love oh. it. Oh, it's so stupid and funny. Okay, then... Oh, then we get to Nathan, who comes to the studio to pay for Haley's studio time. And Chris inadvertently tells him about how he slept with Brooke. And Nathan goes off on him. Mm. Like, just morally reprimands Chris about taking advantage of people who have feelings for someone else. And there's a whole thing through the entire thing of Chris is like, you're not going to hit me, are you? You're not going to hit me, are you? And then all Nathan does is just lunge at him with his face. (laughs) And Chris Keller... Flips backwards over the chair onto his ass. Uh, it's and good. <laughs> Nathan goes, consider that me hitting you and walks off. Chris Keller has the guiltiest conscience ever. Like, yep. yes, yep. Nate is friends with Brooke, but why does he assume <laughs> right? that he's there to kick his ass about Brooke right? and not like the 4,000 things he's done to Haley? <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Chris fucking Keller. I just can't with uh, that man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, then we then we get on to the political side of of One Tree Hill, which is Karen on the local radio show um, campaigning for the election. And she gives a a great little speech about how she's born and raised in Tree Hill, how she cares about this place and everything until they start taking listener phone calls. (laughs) Someone named Keith, who's an unemployed mechanic from Tree Hill calls. Turns out it's Dan. I legitimately thought it was going to be Keith for a minute. I was very excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just so Dan. was Karen. Did you see the I, look on her face? Yeah. That yeah, it was the same look on my face. Like, <laughs> yep, no, no, it was just Dan trying to rattle her cage and and try to goad her about how the fact that she's a single mom or no, 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 that she had a, a child when she was still in high school. 
or something like that. And Karen spins it as being a single mom, blah, 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 blah. And how her business partner is going to vote for Dan because she's married to him, all that fun stuff. And she just turns around and makes it all really positive and really funny. And it's kind of great. But then we also get an incredible drag from Karen when Dan is like, trying to roast her for being a single mother and like raising uh-huh. a, and all that. And she says, well, I just hope and she, be, I don't know exactly what she says, but the gist is I'm making sure that he doesn't turn out like his father. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No, or, she says something no, like, she's like, I'm raising him to be a responsible young man. Unlike the person, unlike, unlike the, guy like who the boy him. who, unlike the boy who fathered him. Yeah, it's Ooh, something it like was that. so good. Because yeah. Dan's face, he was pissed. Uh-huh, <laughs> oh, Dan uh-huh. felt every every yes. inch of that. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Because then we transition to the other end of that phone call, and Dan is there, and Deb's just hanging out, and she's like, Really, Dan, just give it up. And he's <laughs> like, Yeah, it's, it's coming from the person who cut out the ass out of all of my pants. <laughs> and I'm like, Go, Deb. Good job, Deb. Good job. <laughs> Good job. And Dan is making sure that Deb keeps her end of the bargain by pretty much threatening to mess with Nathan again. And just then Nathan comes home. So Dan, of course, follows Nathan into his room and goads him a little bit about basketball and all that stuff and leaves. And Nathan tells Deb that it doesn't feel like they're getting out. Mom feels like we're staying. Yeah. Really does. Really does. Yeah. So then... Oh, Brooke. Oh, sweet summer child, Brooke. (laughs) Poor thing. She comes to Suburban Filth all excited because she assumes that since they used her designs, Brooke's going to get paid and and, and design more and get to do more for Suburban Filth. Uh Except except her manager reminds her that she signed a waiver when she was when she signed on to, you know, work for the company. And so she still just gets to, you know, show up for work for the afternoon shift and get her 10 percent discount. And that's it. Many questions. Uh, so my first, first of all, yeah, <laughs> fuck suburban filth for only giving their employees a ten percent discount. Yeah, right. When I worked retail, my discount was forty percent. I got on a 20, everything. I got a twenty five percent discount, and then I got thirty when I got promoted to head cashier. Like, yeah, ten percent is nothing. Suburban filth. Also, uh. How is that a waiver that they build into their employment contract? Right. Also, she's a minor. How is it legally blind? Legally blinding. (laughs) Legally binding. She's 17. Yeah. How does that count? Yeah, who knows? Who the hell knows? I'm so mad. I called this last week and I am still Uh so mad about it. (laughs) Yep. 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 So, yeah. Poor Brooke. But then her her best friend, Peyton. Does what she was told to do and goes to talk to Lucas while he's painting the red door black. Yep. It's fine. He's he's yep. not he's, he's not really upset. He's in he's a healthy, dealing healthy with way. It's fine. He's just he's slapping pulling a on that and redesigning. Yep. Right? Right. <laughs> well, doesn't he he's she he's she says something about um something about a crisis of and redecorating the door, and he says, kind of like you did with your hair. Wow. And he's, yeah. Right? Right, right. Luke, Lucas was salty. He's a salt block this episode. It's fine. <laughs> An entire salt block. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. whole thing. Yeah. But I will say, we do get that really cool creative shot of him painting the door and us being the door and getting painted on as the transition to the next scene. Yeah, Which I, I thought was So edgy. 
Right? So edgy, so cool. So edgy. They really tried some shit with their cinematography these last couple, these last two episodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know I'm happy for them. Yeah. Right. Right. Why not? Why not? Get try creative. Things. Good for you. Right. Yeah. They're in the third season. They can try yeah, new things. Yeah, they got it's the fine. budget. Yes. They got it. Yes. <laughs> then, then we come across one of my favorite scenes just because they're, they're in Whitey's class. And if you didn't see what the lesson was, today's lesson is you read and you shush. Is that like was the lesson. Homeroom? That's I what I. It has to be like study hour for the for yeah. the like the cheerleaders and the basketball players, right? Yeah. Because they were all in there, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But it's just today's lesson: you read, you shush, while Whitey's. <laughs> doodling on the board with basketball plays. Except and... our lesson is that Bevan doesn't know Whitey's name. <laughs> we'll get to that. Because, <laughs> oh my God. But first, Tim leans over to Nathan and says that the team should get tattoos after the, for the first game. Get tattoos. And Nathan's like, no, Tim, we're, I thought we were just shaving our heads. Who told you that? And then Tim was like, well, I just thought of it. So I was just going to tell you right now, we should get tattoos. <laughs> and Nathan's like, that's so stupid, Tim. And Tim's like, yeah, crazy stupid. <laughs> God, Tim. Uh, we truly are back in season one because I'm going to say it again. Getting a tattoo immediately before having to do incredible physical activity is the worst idea anyone could have. Yeah. Uh, Lucas learned it in season one when he got his fun bucket tattoo. And uh, Tim's fit to learn it. Tim, Tim's yeah. almost, yeah, yep. Tim's working yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. So then Lucas leans over to Peyton in the same class and says he's going to talk to Brooke. And he turns to an empty desk because Brooke didn't show up for school today. And he's being really sarcastic. And Peyton tells him Brooke has never missed school on a game day. So she must be really devastated by everything. And Lucas is not convinced. Then, yes, Bevan raises her hand and says, hey, old coach guy, old, old coach guy. <laughs> and why did you just coach Durham? Yeah, you should do this, 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 and this, and this, and this. So, play, yeah, yeah. Turns out Bevan is the new head coach of the Tree Hill Ravens because she has really good play <laughs> ideas. So, I'm going to say Bevan is the new assistant coach yep. under Whitey, and I think that's a great team. Yeah, I sure. That's, you know what, though? That is a show I'd watch. Right? <laughs> a Whitey and Bevan spinoff about... Whitey and Bevan yes. spinoff with them yes. trying to coach the Tree Hill Ravens and Whitey doing his very best not to commit homicide. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's that would be 90s, the, the, it's the got largest of the show. All over it. <laughs> it's got 90s sitcom written all over it, and I'm so here for it. Uh, oh, sandwich 100%. right in between, like, Full House and The Nanny. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, nope. you're not. Nope. Exactly. You're really not. Exactly. Okay. So then uh, we get out of class and Nathan goes to his locker to see that Haley, still a cheerleader, has decorated Nathan's locker as they do for all of the first games of the season. And she decorated it. It's a very cute little basketball hoop that's covered in the purple flowers. And it's very sweet. And he loves it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We scan two lockers over to Lucas's that Rachel decorated, and it looks like the cover of a gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for the boys. 
Right. Do it for yes. the boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Rachel says after our date last night or whenever that was, um, can't, you know, can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Last week, last episode, um, she figured that he'd like that locker decorating more than anything else. And Lucas is like, yeah, OK, fine. But Peyton pops up and says, hey, it could be worse. It could say that room, that word that rhymes with bike that starts with a D. Uh, except, yeah. Yeah. Except she says it. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. does. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We won't say it, but it's still oh. funny. It's still very oh. funny. <laughs> it's true because because she, she just says it as she keeps walking. Right, she's right. Just, yeah, it's just, it's just so casual. Like she's obviously over it, but oh, she's so also like, Lucas, I have no sympathy for you at all. Like, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. It's just, and it's it's Peyton's usual biting humor that is just like i'm gonna dig it just a little bit but i'm gonna do it with love so yeah borderline mean yes but mostly love and everyone knows it because it's peyton sawyer right oh i love it love it so much then everyone kind of disperses and we see that brooke is actually at school and sneaks to her locker but kind of loses it when she opens it up and sees all the decorating that lucas did for it when he pimped her locker at the beginning of the school year and she shuts it and runs off Brooke is big sad this episode. Brooke is big sad this episode. Yes. Um, Yeah, I don't like it. No. No. Um, Sad enough that Peyton and Haley both are like concerned about her because Peyton asks Haley if she's seen Brooke and then asks her to help her to get Lucas and Brooke to talk. Yeah. Great. They got a plan. Sort of. Which like honestly Brooke should have had Haley talk to Lucas in the first place because Yeah. Besties. Besties. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Then, oh, God. Then we get to Dan's turn to do the radio interview with Deb. And it is the most cringiest, horrible thing I've ever seen in my life, complete with a script that he makes Deb recite word for word. (laughs) And it's so bad. And even the announcer's like, what the fuck is going on? Well, Deb doesn't sell it either. Deb is no, like, no. which is the best. <laughs> Dan is a wonderful husband and father. I couldn't ask for a better life partner. Right. And she like even laughs. And then at the, the parts that she's like, you're really making me say this. She like, it flex that way. Like, <laughs> yeah. I trust him with my son. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God, I love it. So, yes, uh, Karen is listening to this at home and Lucas gets home and he's very broody and very sad. And Karen starts Karen, up with this tree of cheerleaders. I know. She's like, is that my son, Lucas Scott, star player of the Tree Hill Ravens? And he's like, no, star chump of the Tree Hill cheerleaders. Wah, wah. Oh, God. And she she does her best to give some motherly advice. That she literally tells him, you know, some good advice until she says, you know, someone once told me at the cafe, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. (laughs) And immediately realizes what she said and is mortified and tries to take it all back. And we have all 100% been there, though, right? Where we didn't like fully hear the thing until we say it out loud for the first Uh time. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Karen. Oh, yeah. But. 
she does give him some good advice at the end and she tells him don't let his heart get in the way of the one thing he loves the most which right now is basketball and Ooh, Lucas even meaning. says double right meaning. right and Lucas <laughs> even says I don't even know if that's fun anymore he's just a very sad broody boy this episode yes. poor thing yeah he and Brooke both it's it's yep. understandable fucking Chris Keller fucking Chris Keller yes. <laughs> that's what Brooke so. did <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listeners, if you could see Jesse's face, she's not impressed. Anyway, moving on. Brooke is now moved on to the second step of of wallowing in in self-pity about a boy. She's now got a large, large chocolate cake and just is going to town on it. Eating a full chocolate cake is the second step of mourning a high school relationship. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But she didn't even start like from the edge. She like went head right in the middle. Like just, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And Haley and Peyton get to the apartment and they're both like, step away from the cake. You have too much (laughs) to live for. (laughs) It's great. I'm very happy that the three of them have like gotten back to being like the best friend trio that they are. Finally. I'm very happy about it. Um, even though it's at Brooke's expense, it's fine. Um, yeah, there. So they they talk to Brooke again and they kind of tell her, you should just talk to Lucas and tell him how you really spent your summer. You know, those letters under the bed that are all written to him. Maybe you should talk to him about those. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we should use our words, Tree Hill residents. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, you know who someone who uses words a little too much? Dan Scott, because he God. shows up at the river court while Lucas is there and basically threatens Lucas again to either pass the ball to Nathan more or he's going to tell everyone about Lucas's HCM. Uh, didn't we like... already do this like three times already this season? Yes. Like, yes. Bit of a broken record much, aren't you, Danny boy? He's got yes. like four plays in his evil villain hands. That's true. That's true. Blackmail, Ugh. bribe, uh, intimidate, intimidate, and uh, spousal boss. abuse. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Then we get an unexpected uh, scene, though, that I forgot about completely and was very delighted at because of how ridiculous it is. Chris Keller. Shows up to Dan's house. My two least favorite men in Tree Hill. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan opens the door, but but quickly catches a vase that was at the door to fall on whoever walked through the door. So apparently for Deb, it's a present for his wife. <laughs> Jesus, Dan. And Dan invites Chris in and tells him that he's his biggest fan. Oh, not of his music, but of breaking up marriages. He did in one kiss what Dan tried to do for months. <sighs> and Chris is like, yeah, this is all fine and dandy, dude, but I'm just here to get the 500 bucks Nathan owes me for studio time for Haley. And this is first Dan's hearing of it that he's bankrolling for Haley's studio time because that's how Nathan's getting all the money. He's just taking it from Dan. Mm-hmm. And Dan gives him the money and then asks him if he wants to make some real money. Dot, dot, dot. And then he says, I like you. Maybe I know your mom. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I forgot about that. Implying that Chris Keller is another Dan Scott love child, which, uh, yes, I (laughs) I think so. (laughs) I think it's a distinct possibility. Yeah. Dear God. 
cracks me up because like on the one hand, every time someone else makes one of those jokes, he gets real fucking upset. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, and then, but he's also out here making them. And I'm like, my guy, it, yeah. you, it can't be both. Like, nope. it, can't, it can be. He's Dan Scott and he can do whatever that he wants. Okay. Well, he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. I wish he, that was wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then we go to. The the first game of the season and the boys are just showing up at the locker room and Lucas shows up and Nathan tells him he heard about Brooke and Chris on Saturday. And it's like, oh, does he does he care? Does he care about his brother now? And he says, don't let it affect you even more. Or if you're going to let it affect you even more than it already is, you should just take yourself out of the game because I can't deal with you being this bad right now. <laughs> nope. Still doesn't nope. He's care. St- nope. Still does not care. Nope. 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 And they get in also, a little... he appears to be the only one who shaved his head. Absolutely. Much yes. like Tim was the only one who got a tattoo. Yes. Yep. Yes. And now so, I'm confused. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But he still looks okay with the shaved head, so I'm okay with it. He really does. No, it's he fine. looks it's great. Fine. It's a it's great fine. look for him. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, so they get into a little tit-for-tat match, and Luke, or Nathan tells Lucas that his game sucks. And Lucas tells Nathan that his marriage sucks. He should fix it. <laughs> Cat fight between the brothers. It's fine. Uh, yep. But Nathan does get the last laugh when he throws Lucas's own advice in his face about he should just forgive her, man. She loves you. And I went, touche, Nathan. Touche. Mm-hmm. Touche. Touche. Touche, buddy. All right. Again, sure. these two know exactly where to punch to make it hurt uh-huh. the worst. Yes. Yes. For they them do. having not grown up together, they really know how to do that. Like it's I was literally just about thing. to say that. Like <laughs> they didn't grow up together. They didn't spend time together at all until Lucas joined this basketball team. So the fact uh-huh. that they've that it's taken them a year uh-huh. to figure out how to push each other's buttons beyond oh haha like you yeah. don't have a dad, which was probably <laughs> Nathan's MO as a child. Like uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is very impressive. <laughs> right? It's true. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So then, uh, then we get a real quick scene with Mouth and Gigi. And I just, oh my God. <laughs> Announcers extraordinaire. I just, Gigi yeah, is yeah. the queen of my heart. Oh my like, God. Gigi. Yeah, yes. 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 Gigi. That's uh, all I have to say about that one. I don't even remember what happens. I just put that they're, they're both great and I adore them both. Well, she makes, I think she makes a joke about, Oh, hiding in the locker room. Yes, hiding in the locker oh, yeah. room after the game so she can watch the players. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yes. So then <laughs> Haley's at the studio getting ready to leave, and Peyton shows up because she's picking her up from the studio to go to the game and immediately walks in and just slaps Chris Keller across the face. Yep. Mm. She's been holding so that in for six months. Yep. Oh, oh yep. God. Yes. So yes. 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 And then. Uh, the girls are driving to the game and Peyton and Haley have a really nice kind of heart to heart on the way. And Peyton admits that she's been really hard on Haley. And even Brooke has been calling her Peyton Marie Sawyer, AKA PMS. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it, she admits that, you know, she's tired of everyone leaving, but she did take all of that out on Haley because she's the only one that decided to come back. And she tells Haley, welcome home. So they finally, they buried the hatchet. They're good. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Yes. It was getting old. 
I don't. I just don't think there was anywhere else they could have taken it. You know. No, no. I mean, we're eight episodes into the season, and she's been like this with Haley most of this season already. I'm like, that's a third of the season here, kids. Come on. Right. Yeah. My God, we're a third of the way through already. Yep. Yeah, we are. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking about that after I watched episode um, nine. Uh huh. (laughs) Because I was like, oh wow, (laughs) we're Uh like, we're zooming, kids. we're, We're almost halfway through, like. Yeah, oh, it was uh, it was a lot. Yes, yes. To realize. <laughs> yep. Then we get um, a mini montage, not an ending montage, but a mini montage. It's a basketball pre basketball montage where Lucas sneaks in the back of the locker room to take his HCM meds before the game. Nathan gets ready for the game and takes off the necklace with his ring on it and looks at it intensely. And then <laughs> Chris Keller comes to Tree Hill High. And sees three cheerleaders, which is his ultimate fantasy. And it's Rachel Bevan. And I can't remember the other girl, but she's one of the extras that kept around as one of the regular cheerleaders for a while. And he tries to pick them up. And Rachel's having none of it and calls him a creepy old guy trying to pick up cheerleaders at a high school. And she's not wrong. The most I have liked Rachel since she came on and did her bring it on uh, audition. So. Uh (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. Rachel, just let him have it. It's fine. Then uh, Tim shows up in the <laughs> locker. Show Nathan his new tattoo. So Jesse, do you want to describe? Did you want to describe what what this was, Jesse? Uh, do you should do we describe it in Tim's language or in Nate's language? I mean, oh. I think either one, both. Yeah. Well, according to Nate, it is a naked baby tramp stamp with a basketball. <laughs> It is a lower back cherub tattoo with a banner that says Ravens. The baby somewhere, the cherub, excuse me, somewhere has Tim's uh, jersey number and uh, 55. Is holding a basketball aloft. Uh, like it is so bad. It's yep. aggressively bad. And yep. I love it. Yep. 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 But it's, yeah, it's got his, his jersey number 55, except. Um, Whitey reassigned jersey numbers apparently for Tim, and now Tim is no longer 55. Tim is number zero. <laughs> Tim's a zero. Tim's a zero. Poor Tim. Oh, my God. I don't uh, know that Whitey Durham caught wind of Tim trying to get people to get tattoos. Uh-huh. And he was like, nope. this could be fun. Uh-huh. Tim, Tim was so proud of that fucking tattoo. Whitey's uh-huh. like, put your clothes on. And he's like, look at my tattoo, daddy. I mean, Whitey, it's <laughs> it's got my jersey number on it. Not anymore, kid. Your number's right? zero now. And God, Tim's I love so it. sad. So I know. sad about it. Uh, yeah. So then Whitey uh, gets all the players together for a little pregame speech. And finally tells them what we've known for weeks now is that Whitey is retiring at the end of the <laughs> season. And you yeah. can tell it all, it hit them all really hard. And as they're getting ready to go out, Nathan tells Lucas, well, now if you screw over the team, you screw over Whitey as well. Oh, talk. Of, I wish these brothers would just kiss and make up already. I don't like it when they fight. I, this really, this upsets me more than anything else on this. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers fighting. The brothers fighting. They uh-huh. loved each other so much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And now they just fight. Yes. So then we get to the game opener, uh, complete with some very slutty softcore dancing from the cheerleaders that I can only blame the 
production and director and creator about because it's yeah, awful. I'm like, this is some... not high school cheerleader dancing at all. This is some softcore stripper dancing. You sick. F. Yeah. Yeah. It's also awful in the sense that none of them can dance. Nope. None of them. Not a single one of them can dance at all. And they all admit none that. of them can dance. So it's not it's. I mean, it's not sexy to begin with because it's high school because it's implied that these are, you know, minors, but it's also uh-huh. not sexy because they're dancing like robots. Yep. Because yeah. none shaking of them their, their tatas <laughs> like robots. I'm like, this is just weird. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I don't like it. The only thing I do like is whenever they're finished and they go to make the tunnel for the starting lineup, the, the Ravens mascot just belly slides on through. Yep. As he should. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, yeah. So mouth calls out the starting lineup for the tree Hill Ravens and unfortunately announces Chris Keller as the special guest to sing the national anthem, He's which he so... dedicates to all your girlfriends because you know who you are. Oh God. But he is that like... shit was actually really funny. <laughs> it, it was very funny. Well, because Mikas is also like, and singing the national anthem is <sighs> Chris Keller. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> yep. 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 I love it. I love it yep. so much. Um, yes. So while he's doing that, uh, Dan is outside the gym and Deb comes in because um, she's late to the game and Dan is pissed. Um, turns out that vase trap he set did actually hit Deb in the head because she had to spend time cleaning up the glass shards. She looks and... great for someone who just got concussed by a vase. Like... Right. Right. Good for her. I don't think it hit her. I think it almost hit her. So she had to clean okay. it up. Okay. That was the impression I got was she was like, that's probably oh, I found like, accurate. yeah, it was like, I found the gift you left for me. I had, yeah. I'm late because I had to clean it up. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she does get a crack in saying that Karen is leading in all of the polls and Dan gets, you know, a minorly abusive at that statement and just grabs her arm and pulls her real close and says, Nate, you better not. <laughs> yeah. Good one, I don't buddy. know. I don't, I don't know what he said. I just got really pissed as soon as he grabbed he her arm. Yeah, like, God damn it. You abusive asshole. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. But then I got very happy very quickly because the song they play for the beginning of this is kind of the unofficial second theme of one tree hill, which is the mixtape by Jack's mannequin. Like that song is everywhere in this show. And even the official mm-hmm. video for the Hillary Burton was in the music video. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So this song was everywhere for, for one tree hill at this time. I don't think I remember hearing it yet. Is this the first appearance of it? Yes. I yeah. think so. Yeah, this is the first time they play it in there. But yeah, it's like a thing where they do it all through season three and I think season four as well. It's okay. yeah. like everywhere it's, in the promos and everything like that. I'm pretty sure. Doesn't Jack's mannequin end up being one of the guest musical performances at think some so. point? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I got very excited because like oh, I love this song because of the show again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. It's playing over a basketball montage because we start with Lucas looking out in the stands at Chris and imagining Chris kissing Brooke, which causes him to start to play very badly and letting a guy score on him. And yeah, it's not good. The team's losing badly, badly, badly. Um, While that's going on, Brooke's listening to the game and takes down all of the pictures off her little uh, Pinterest board of how I spent my summer. She takes all of them down and just leaves the picture of her and Lucas up there. And yes, yes. Then the one good thing that happens during this basketball game though, is Lucas and Nathan coordinate a very bad throw to hit Chris Keller square in the face with a basketball. (laughs) 
Whitey is pissed, but it's the, the first thing that they agree on all uh-huh. season. And they say, that's yeah. the best play we've done all night. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But sad news is the team loses their first game very badly. Uh, yeah. So Dan comes into the locker room to berate everybody. And as soon as Nathan talks back to Dan ever so slightly, Dan just literally grabs him by the shirt and shoves him against that locker so hard. And yeah, threatens the shit out of Nathan until Whitey shows up with a baseball bat. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, and tells Danny to get out. Yep. Oh, it was just so good. Yes. Because Whitey was like, not in my he, house, motherfucker. Not in no, my house, motherfucker. The thing is, it's like he sh- he walked into the locker room with a baseball bat, which to me tells me that he ran into Mouth on the way uh-huh. in, and Mouth was like, "I just saw Dan Scott walk in there," and why and why you say, "God damn it," and uh-huh. grabbed a baseball bat. <laughs> yep, because because you can see that Mouth and Mouth and Whitey come in together. Yeah, yeah, they're right there, close together, and yeah. So yeah, I so Dan this leaves earlier, but. Whitey's pep talk at the beginning of uh-huh. the game. Uh-huh. I want to, I don't know if he's on cameo, but I want to pay him to give me a pep talk that I can record <laughs> over and over, not re- listen to over and over and just have yeah. a Whitey Durham pep talk in my back, my back pocket right? at all times. Like, uh, that would make my so good. Really so good. good. So good. I love it. Yeah. So after that, Brooke, um, actually comes to the gym after the game and wants to talk to Lucas and he sees her and immediately ignores her and asks to get a ride from Rachel. <laughs> God damn it. But here's the thing. <laughs> Rachel gives him a ride home and on the way she gets to tell Lucas, I'm not the kind of person who likes to say, I told you so. Oh, who am I kidding? I do. I told you so. And she tells him to move on to whatever makes him happy. And Lucas takes all of this as a thing of, oh, I'm not going to sleep with you, Rachel. And Rachel's like, I'm not talking about that, you moron. <laughs> and basically tells him she's not going to be used to make Je- Brooke jealous anymore and kicks him out of the car so he can walk home and think about all this, all the stuff he's done. Good for her. Go, right. Good for Rachel. Like, Stand yeah. up for herself. Like, come on, girl. I, this is, I mean, she liking Rachel is a very long road. Uh-huh. It's a <laughs> double-edged sword and a long road. Liking Rachel. It's a roller coaster. There are ups and downs. We backtrack a couple times. Yep. But this was like this little monologue she does when she's like, get the fuck out of my car uh-huh. is one of the first moments where I really liked her. Well, she's a human being at this point. Like yeah. for this yeah. is the first time she's written as a human being and not a sex bot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not- it's the first time she's acted like that. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And I love it. Yeah. So good for Rachel. This and also, also I will say I have to point out the fact that Lucas left his gym bag in her car. Yep. Absolutely. I'm like, what? I he had a does. bag before. What? Okay, fine. Whatever. Okay, fine. Also, back to season one plot points. It's like you're pissing me off. Get out and walk home. Uh-huh. You know, learn your lesson by walking home. Like yep. season three is just season one, but with more, more plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're seniors now. It, it matters more. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then, uh, Peyton finds Brooke 
at the gym and Brooke tells her that she didn't get to talk to Lucas because as soon as he saw her, he went and left with Rachel and Brooke asks Peyton why she realizes what she wants when she doesn't have it anymore. And if that doesn't describe Brooke Penelope Davis, I don't know what else does. Yep. Because it really is Brooke's MO. And Peyton tries to give her a little bit of a pep talk and says, well, let's go visit your friends at Suburban Filth. And Brooke's like, those are the last people I want to see. And Peyton's like, no, 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 no. Not not what I had in mind, but let's go. Come on. (laughs) Then we get to the ending montage, which starts with my favorite scene of this episode. It is Haley waiting for Nathan after the game. And so they talk and it's adorable. And Nathan tells her that he has a tradition after a game he loses. He walks home alone to kind of process it and move on from it. And Haley says, well, if you want to talk later, give me a call. And immediately, as soon as those two turn to walk in opposite directions, Haley gets a phone call and it's Nathan. And she turns around and they walk home together. And it's adorable. Ah! I love it. I just love them so much. Right? I think one of the things that I do like about this arc for Nathan and Haley of them trying to come back together is it's forcing them to date again. Yeah. Yes. We're getting the 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 high school courting that we didn't really get in season one. Right. Yeah. Them. And that's and that's what I love about it is it's like he's, you know, obviously, I mean, he said it in the um in last week's episode where he's like, Well, I guess I'll just have to trust you. Like he's trying, she's uh-huh. trying. And it's just, you know. It's really nice that we're seeing them, you know, date like high schoolers. Yeah. yeah. Well, because no. we even talked about like in season one, they bonded so quickly and so closely because of trauma. I yeah. mean, it was because of Nathan's um, overdosing on the drugs and all that kind of stuff that catapulted it even further and even more so. And I'm sure they had these cute moments, but it wasn't as much as what they're doing now. And it's refreshing yeah. to see them be cute and fun and sweet with each other. You know, those little smiles they give each other are so adorable. And I love it so much. Right. Because it's been so it's also been forever since we've seen them just be cute together. Right. Because even we got like two episodes of it in season three or season two, I mean, and then the drama of being married and Dan trying to, you know, get in between yeah. them and like life getting in the way. So they're worried about money and stuff. Like we haven't and then been Chris able to... Keller showing up and then Chris Keller showed up and then Haley left, you know, like we haven't seen them just be together yeah. and be in love in so long. Yep. So it's, it's nice. I very cute. Very cute. Yes. 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 Then, then we cut to Peyton and Brooke who are very publicly just stealing clothes from suburban filth. <laughs> Like the worst heist <laughs> ever. The worst heist ever. Uh, the store is still. See, open. here's. I was thinking about this too because do you remember when Brooke found out that she was moving to California and her parents were like, "No, you can't move in with Peyton. She's a bad influence on you." Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're like, all like, "Okay, yeah, Peyton's the bad influence." But uh, now, like, yeah. I'm like, maybe they were. No, right. this is correct. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Like Brooke, Brooke has like her moments where she's a bad influence. Like, hey, let's go to a party at Duke, even though we're underage. Like, yeah, that wasn't the best move right. from Brooke Davis. But Peyton's like, we're gonna go jack your shit while the uh-huh. store is open. 
Yep. In and we're going to wave to your manager on the way out. <laughs> yep. The one thing God. I will commend the show on is they made no Winona Ryder references during this. Uh, no, they did that in lifting. season two. Yeah. They but... did that with Felix in season two. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, they they restrained themselves this 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 yes, season. Good much for them. Restraint. Good for them. Good for them. Yes. Then uh, Mouth shows up at Karen's house and calls her mayor. And Karen says, "I think you're the only one who's going to call me that." And he says, "I don't think that's going to be the case after I show you this." And he shows her a cell phone video of Dan shoving Nathan against the locker in the locker room. Yep. Yay. Sweet, and sweet justice. Yep. Oh, and we tasty. end with and we end with Lucas looking at his HCM pills at the river court mm. and yeeting them into the river. <sighs> Bye. Jesus. I... Yep. Yep. Just this boy is stupid. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just Yeah. See, the thing about Lucas and my lack of preference for Lucas (laughs) is it's not just because of the way he treats these girls. He's Uh just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the choices he makes overall, not just with the girls, but just like this particular choice is stupid. Yeah, I get that. Moving in with Dan was stupid. (laughs) Like, I could go on, but I won't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that's how the episode ends. Uh, how did we feel about this episode, kids? Did we like it? Did we not enjoy it? What did we think? I like it. I liked it. Yeah. Basketball yeah. is back. Basketball is back is in full force. Ready? I hope that the team gets its shit together for Whitey's sake. Right? Yeah. Like, is is ugh. Just the thought of anyone hurting that man, just like, yep, I don't How like dare it. They? How dare they? Yeah. I will protect Whitey Durham at all costs. Yep. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I thought it was interesting. I think that the scene with Chris and Dan was a little gratuitous. Yeah. And I know why it happens because we're going to talk about it next week. But also, we didn't need that scene for what happens next week to happen. No. No. With that particular instance. Yes. Like the callback to that. We got it because it's like the only pairing we've never seen on this show, I think. Right? Like. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was just just, weird. It's it's unexpected and weird and it doesn't seem to fit well. And I think that's the whole point. Like we don't want our villains all in one room. Like this isn't the Legion of Doom with the super friends. Like they don't all need to be in one room together. (laughs) No, not at all. No, it's but but overall, no, I think that, you know, there like mistakes have been made by Uh Brooke specifically. And. I I kind of like that this is all catching up to her yes. because she's been trying to stay one step ahead ever since the end of season two when she thought Lucas was still into Peyton. Uh-huh. And so she was like, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm closing this box before yeah. I can even fully open it again. And then like we saw it with like it backfiring in her face for Rachel 
like like telling Lucas to go on a date with Rachel and how that didn't work out well for her. And this whole thing just like coming to a head of forcing her to take like responsibility for her actions. Yep, exactly. And what she's done, not really to anyone else, but just to herself. Yeah, her so, plan to keep her heart safe backfired royally. Oh, completely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so, but I'm glad that she now, like, it, it appears as though she has realized that in a way that she's like, okay, now I'm going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I like this episode. It's a nice, it's not super plot heavy, but it's less fluff than what we've had the last couple weeks. With things, it's a good medium ground of, like, fun stuff also with plot with other stuff as well. And I like that. Yeah. Right. It's one of those setup episodes that yeah. One Tree Hill likes to give us where, well, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like we said, we're we're getting close to halfway through the season. So we're closing, like, the first third of the season with another one of, like, all right, here we go. This is what you missed. Here's where we are. Here's a fresh starting point for a lot of the characters. Let's go, kids. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's those mm-hmm. nice check-in things they do once in a while with all the with all the characters. Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a question that has nothing to do with what we just talked about. Uh, okay. Did I miss Nathan hurting his ankle? Oh, when no, he was getting I wrapped think, up. I yeah. Okay. I think that, that was, was just he just maybe. He, I think that was just like it's just like tape. Yeah. Right. So maybe he like fucked it up way like pre the series. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't a plot point that no, I missed. It's no. called they needed filler no, in the that was a... to do something for a shot longer than Nathan just pulling the necklace uh, out and seeing the yeah. thing. Yeah, they okay. needed something just besides that. Yes, because yes. we've established that I am good at missing plot points until no, they come back. You did not so miss I wanted that. to double no. check. No, that you missed not nothing. We've you ever missed seen nothing. Before. You're good. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So, Coolio. Okay. Uh, anything else we want to add about this episode? It's it's a good episode. I you know it's it's not like groundbreaking, but it's a fun, good episode. It's I will say in season three, it's a fun. It's a fun. <laughs> it is nice. It is fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, just two things I want after this episode. One is a Whitey Durham pep talk, and the other one is a compilation of people slapping and punching Chris Keller. Okay. I think that'll be easier to accomplish after next week's episode. Yep. Yes, I yep. do too. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So anyway, with that teaser in mind, kids, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh, as always, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get said podcast because that does help us out tremendously with the algorithms and all that fun stuff so we can get seen by people because that's the fun part. Uh Hit us up on social media. We're at On Wednesdays Pod everywhere you get your social media. We're usually hanging out mostly at Instagram and Facebook. So hit us up in those Insta DMs. That's where we like to live usually. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week for another fun episode of On Wednesdays. We watch One Tree Hill. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.